Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Levin, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, it's amazing to me. You look at the media and the Democrats are still trashing the president, excuse me, the retired president of the United States, Donald Trump. Anybody who associates with him is a white supremacist. So they're out there really to destroy his reputation and yours. And yet, how many of these individuals and groups particularly people in Congress, Democrats, are condemning Andrew Cuomo tonight. Andrew Cuomo. Joe Biden hasn't said a word about Andrew Cuomo. I said during the campaign, Mr. Producer, you'll recall, where is Joe Biden? He's not criticizing these Democrat governors who made these decisions. Cuomo's not the only one. To force COVID-positive patients coming out of hospitals into nursing homes and other senior care facilities. How'd they get away with this? Now, I don't know how each state works, but the idea that a governor has immunity from having a direct role as a matter of his policies in the death of many thousands of people, some percentage of the people who've died in nursing homes, no question about that, is unacceptable to me. We have all kinds of regulations, all kinds of rule changes, all kinds of investigations when it comes to things that are much, much less important than this, which don't result in the death or injury of anybody. Of anybody. Joe Biden seriously considered Cuomo for Attorney General of the United States. We cannot tolerate this as a society, ladies and gentlemen. This man Cuomo is not only an idiot, look how irresponsible he is. 
Look how dismissive he is. I mean, he gets a book deal. They didn't cancel his book. Gets an Emmy from these idiots in television in Hollywood. So why is it that the President of the United States isn't condemning what took place in New York and New Jersey? What took place in Michigan and California and Illinois? Because they're Democrats. Because they're Democrats. Thousands of people are dead. Somebody's parents or grandparents. Loved ones. And many of them died without ever seeing their children or their grandchildren. They died a lonely, horrible death. On and on they blame President Trump. Yeah, right. We wouldn't have a vaccine today but for his leadership and his administration. And now you can see the real Joe Biden. He's fumbling, he's bumbling. The eggheads he brings in are ideological. They're fumbling and bumbling. They're busy pointing fingers at this one and that one. And What are they actually getting done in the Biden administration when it comes to this COVID-19, which they said is their priority? What are they actually getting done? What are they actually doing? First of all, are they doing anything differently than the Trump administration did? Yes, one thing. They're whining and they're complaining. We haven't had a major press conference by this president open to all the media on the issue of the coronavirus. Why is that? He says that's his major subject. Why is it that Joe Biden won't make himself available to, I don't mean the clowns in the media, but serious journalists, all four of them. And why is it that he promotes Anthony Fauci, who's a failure on so many levels? It's incredible to me that a governor can get away with something like this. More than one governor, but we'll focus on Cuomo because he deserves to be focused on. It amazes me that he gets away with this. And he lies. He just lies his way out. He blames it on the federal government. The former assistant secretary of HHS, the admiral, came out today and said, we never told them to put people in nursing homes. And at the time, I told you the federal government never did that. Mr. Producer, send me that memo again, would you? And I will read to you the memo that was put out on March 24th, I believe it was, or 25th, to the nursing homes throughout New York. And it was done without any input whatsoever by the federal government. The federal government never gave any guidance that this should be done. You look at Florida, the great governor, Ron DeSantis in Florida, who's constantly under attack by the left-wing media. He didn't do it. He refused to do it. Today, he considers seniors his priority. I mean, my God, they have a large senior population in Florida. And he's under attack. By Joe Biden and his spokes idiot. The spokes idiot for the idiot. Oh, they have uh, 50% of their vaccines they haven't used. As I explained the other day, they haven't used them. But they're going to use them. Because these two vaccines by Moderna and Pfizer require two shots. And so his point is, we gave the one shot. We need to give the second shot in about a three-week period of time or less. If we don't do that, the first shot has no use. It it doesn't have any purpose. It didn't do anything. 
But that's the numbers game the Democrats play. Oh, look at this. We gave out more shots than anybody else. Yeah, but now you got to come back for the second shot. There really is no way, no way that Andrew Cuomo should get away with this. And there's no way a governor should get away with this. There should be a price to pay. Even in what is now a one-party state, New York. There should be a price to pay for this. There shouldn't be immunity for knowingly damning and dangerous policies set in place, health policies set in place, that result in the death of so many people. And Hollywood should be ashamed of itself, and these nighttime phony comics should be ashamed of themselves, and the New York Times, early on, should be ashamed of itself, the way they promoted this guy. He's so narcissistic. He's such an egomaniac that he cuts a book deal in the middle of a pandemic. I just wonder if he'll ever be held to account legally. I just wonder. And isn't it also amazing, ladies and gentlemen, no hearings in the Democrat House of Representatives or the 50-50 Democrat-controlled Senate on what took place in nursing homes and what took place with Cuomo. Nothing. Instead, we got to chase down Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Do the Democrats who are elected from the state of New York, Schumer and Gillibrand, do they want a hearing? Do they want to know what the governor did with respect to their constituents? No. Nothing. Not a word. And Cuomo is a serial liar. That's what he is. He's an incompetent buffoon. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. You know, one of the great things about having 50 states is you can watch what fails and what succeeds in these states. So you look at these Democrat states. Their cities are crumbling. They undermine their police forces. Their public sector unions, particularly their teacher unions, have an iron grip on their educational system, so children are not going to school. 
You see how they treated the elderly in their nursing homes and their senior facilities. You see how they tax the hell out of the middle class while pretending they're fighting the wealthy. Then you look at the Republican states. This is mostly a rule. There are exceptions. How well they are run. How taxes are much lower. How most of their schools are open or partly open. How most of their businesses are open or partly open. How much more competently they're handling the, uh, the delivery of the vaccines. Even though they're constantly having to fight the media and constantly having to fight the public sector unions and so forth in their states. But it's really quite amazing. We have these examples. And we know that over 40% of the people who've died from this virus have been the elderly and people with comorbidities. And we know that most of these deaths have occurred in these blue states. Not all, obviously, but most. Then you look at the national scene. You look at what Joe Biden's doing. He has signed almost 30 executive orders and over 40 executive actions for the purpose of cutting out Congress, even though the Constitution requires Congress to have a significant role in legislating. It is the legislature, after all. So he's basically issuing these decrees, as I've been talking about now for two weeks, like a monarch, like a king. There's some pushback that's starting now, but not enough. Even the New York Slime said to Joe, hey Joe, enough already, slow down. But of course, the New York Times is not our barometer, it's not our North Star, quite the opposite. We know on our own that what's being done is wrong. We see what the Democrats do, they destroy, they don't build. They don't build at all. They despise our economic system. They despise our governing system. They despise most of the population, so they seek to change it. And they get voted in. Well, they're in power. You look at New York, I said the other day, despite the, the carnage that Cuomo has created in his own state, he would be re-elected in a landslide. How do you explain that? Are Democrats just stupid? Are they just easily propagandized to in the media? Or is it just so ideological they're willing to take casualties? So we brought this up early on, what was taking place, thanks to Dr. Healy who called the program, We went and got the memo that was issued uh, by the uh, state of New York, Cuomo and his sidekick, and uh, talked about it at length, but it didn't change the guy's mind. He kept going at it. Now he blames everybody else because he knows he'll have at least a significant amount of media that'll protect him. It's like school choice. Little Landmark Legal Foundation, an organization I ran for a while. Now I'm just chairman of the board, but our wonderful president there, Pete Hutchison, he's been there for decades. We and some of the other 
legal groups litigated for school choice for years. And we won, ultimately. And it was expensive, and it was bitter, and we won. Now, most of the people we were representing in the city of uh, Milwaukee, and Polly Williams, the state representative at the time, who we worked with very, very closely, obviously African-American and a Democrat, they supported what we were doing. They, in some cases, they begged us to keep fighting. And who are we fighting? The state Democrat Party, that is, the, the Democrats in the legislature as well, we were fighting the state-appointed Democrat judges. We were fighting the NAACP. We were fighting the Milwaukee Education Association and the Wisconsin Education Association, the union. And we were fighting other groups on behalf of our clients, and most of our clients were black. You look today where Joe Biden is putting out this racial equity stuff all through the federal government, and what is it that he protects? He protects the teachers' union. And how crucial is education, ladies and gentlemen? It's the most crucial thing when it comes to young people. And so when he talks about racial equity, he really doesn't believe in it, neither do the Democrats, because... A very, very important part of their base is the teachers' unions. That's 2.2 million precinct workers on Election Day. Or at least the vast majority of them. But Joe Biden's not called out. Which modern president took up the campaign in the issue of school choice? It was Donald Trump. It was Donald Trump. And yet all throughout the media today, we have attacks on Donald Trump and anybody who's there to associate with him. Pramilya Jalyapal on MSNBC today. We feel tension with our GOP colleagues who engage white extremists. Trump is actively courting a, a rising of the Confederacy in civil war. Now that, of course, doesn't incite violence. We have Ilhan Omar an anti-Semite who hates her own country, uh, was a refugee with her, with her family into this country from Somalia. Basically, if the GOP won't remove dangerous and violent Marjorie Taylor Greene, then we must do it. And she's QAnon, right, Mr. Producer? And I don't even know what this QAnon Okay, I'll make a deal. Omar and Greene both go. How about that? Omar's an anti-Semite. She's a Marxist. Okay, why don't, we, why, don't we, why don't we do that? We'll make a trade. They can both go. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. 
That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month, and you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Going gets tough. A tough get. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Anderson Cooper, whose most famous interview is with a porn actress. I want you to listen to how he sets up a question to Tammy Duckworth. Tammy Duckworth is a war hero, and she is a political disaster. Absolute disaster. And she's on CNN today. Cut one, go. Senator Duckworth, looking at a picture of Kevin McCarthy down at Mar-a-Lago today, gripping and grinning with the man who promoted the attack on the Capitol, praised the attackers even after the fact. What is that meeting, that picture? Okay, let, let's stop right there. Anderson Cooper, you are a liar. You are a serial liar. You are inciting people with your lies. You're free to come on this program. I think we've invited him before. Have we not, Mr. Producer? You're welcome to come on this program. But it is outrageous how you conduct yourself. Truly outrageous what you say and what you promote as fact. No, the President of the United States didn't promote the attack on the Capitol. He didn't praise the attackers after the fact. And now anybody who meets, you see, with Donald Trump, uh, now they are tainted. And God forbid if Republican leaders meet with Donald Trump, you see what's going on here. The radical, kook, egomaniacal, narcissistic, wealthy left wants to dictate who the Republicans can meet with, what they can say on the Internet, who they're going to nominate in the next election. Who the hell is Anderson Cooper? Who the hell is this jackass? And you're going to ask Tammy Duckworth, who's one of the most politically brazen leftists that I've ever heard? Gee, I wonder what she's going to say. Go. It tells me that he stands with someone who uh, basically incited insurrection as opposed to standing with our Constitution. He's He has... Yeah, basically, essentially violated his oath of office. So Kevin McCarthy has now violated his oath of office. You see, ladies and gentlemen, we're really rounding up as many people as we can now, politically, figuratively speaking. We're really rounding them up now, aren't we, ladies and gentlemen? Now Kevin McCarthy is standing with somebody who incited an insurrection. So says Tammy Duckworth, so it must be true. Go ahead. 
that he took when he was sworn in. And that is to protect and defend the Constitution. Instead, he's now standing with the enemy of the Constitution. No, no, you're standing with the enemy of the Constitution, your whole damn party. When you want to bastardize the court system, starting with the Supreme Court, when you want to fix the electoral process with H.R. 1, when you don't say a damn word with all these thousands of senior citizens dying in these blue states because of decisions like that of Governor Cuomo, you say nothing. With the dumbest man who was ever in the Senate, now the dumbest man who was ever vice president, now the dumbest man who was ever president, signing one executive order after another, putting hard-working men and women out of work. And what do you say, Duckworth? You say nothing. You attack the former president of the United States. No, he did not incite an insurrection. Not by any definition did he incite an insurrection. And yet, Anderson Cooper... And these clowns in the Democrat Party will continue to propagate this view. Because this has to be the view going forward. They have to kill the guy off so he has no political clout. And anybody who touches him, that is seen with him shaking Worse than McCarthyism. This is the worst it's ever been in this country. And these two idiots are perpetuating it. They're the ones who are inciting. They're the ones. Now let's continue with Anna Navarro on The View today. This is a fool. This is a punk. This is a former Republican moron. And they know how to get on TV. They know how to get paid. They know how to create clips. They're so excited about their notoriety. They're infamous. They're infantile. They're simpletons. Cut to go. And by the way, if we can put the picture back up, the, can we just talk about the interior of Mar-a-Lago? I mean, it's like what? Uh, what are you, a designer? What, what you, you uh, Anna Navarro, can we talk about the interior of Mar-a-Lago? Really? Really? Go ahead. Vintage bordello look. And so. How would you know it's a vintage bordello look? How would she know that, Mr. Producer? She says it's a vintage bordello look. That means she knows what all kinds of bordellos look like. A vintage bordello look. You idiot. Go ahead. There to make nice with uh, with with Donald Trump because Donald Trump is threatening to open up a third party if Republicans don't continue. Donald Trump said he's not going to start a third party. So why are you lying through your teeth? Why don't you get challenged, you moron? Go ahead. Ring among other body parts. Oh, he's kissing his ring among other body parts. This is what passes for network news. Or network television today. This is what passes for network television. Now, Paul Fari of the Washington Post, he's not going to cover this. The New York Times isn't going to cover this. They don't police themselves. They think this is great. You can call him Hitler. You can talk about McCarthy kissing body parts. It's all cool. It's all great. It's all fine. I mean, this woman is dense as hell. She's a vile person. And she shouldn't even be on uh, airport radar or sonograms as far as I'm concerned. She has nothing to add. 
Go ahead. I think the, you know, I think it's white slavery, what I just witnessed from Kevin White McCarthy. slavery. So you can say anything about Caucasians, anything about white. It's white slavery. Now, of course, a fool like this should be pulled off TV. If we had serious editors, serious producers, serious executives, they'd say, who is this idiot rambling on like a buffoon? Like a mental patient. We can't have that on our network. No, it's fine. Perfectly fine. Now, Donald Trump isn't even president anymore. He hasn't been president for almost two weeks, I guess. But they can't stop. Because whether you talk about Biden... And they're certainly not going to point out that Biden has violated the Constitution... What, three dozen times so far? No, 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 no. She's too stupid to be able to have a rational, substantive conversation about any of that. So let's just attack, because that's what we like on The View, which is a crap show. A crap show. Now we have Representative Pramilia Jayapal on MSNBC today. Hat tip, right bar, cut four, and then you have this Katie Turd. Another nut job. Go ahead. I want to start there um, with the the threats to personal safety. Uh, AOC has raised this uh, in connection to some of her some of your Republican colleagues. We just had Cory Bush uh, tweet about how she asked Nancy. Cory Bush, another nut job out of St. Louis. That 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 a girl, Katie. You keep you keep quoting the the sickest of the sick hardcore Marxist leftists. You keep you keep promoting them. Go ahead has been granted a move of offices because of a confrontation that she had with Marjorie Taylor Greene in the hall. She said she said Greene and her staff berated her in the hallway. And we know she's telling the truth. How? Katie, did you do any investigation? No, you didn't do anything. You don't care. This is your narrative. Because you're a quack. Go ahead her and others on social media she's moving out of fears for her own safety how do you feel how do we know that's true seriously mr but i have no idea if that's true and why would you ask jayapal she wasn't there she's not a witness to anything she's another radical nut job go ahead I think it's very real. I think we all feel this tension uh, of our colleagues who are continuing to not admit that Joe Biden won the election. Are well, 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 isn't that funny? Coming out of her mouth. 2016, Russia collusion, voted for impeachment, wanted a coup, was excited about a criminal investigation against Trump, trying to trace Trump down in the private life that he has at Mar-a-Lago and ruin him there. Oh, oh. Oh, she's so worried. How dare you raise issues, legitimate, substantive, constitutional issues? How dare you do And you better not. And we're going to have H1, HR1 in front of you, and you better vote for it. Because if you don't vote for it and don't make America, California, and their voting system a one-party state, then you're obviously a racist. You're suppressing the vote. You don't believe in the uh, legitimate outcomes of the vote. Oh, oh, all kinds of stuff. Right, Jayapal? Is that correct? Do I have it right? I think I do. We don't need lectures from left-wing kook Democrats about accepting the legitimacy of Joe Biden when they still don't accept the legitimacy of Donald Trump. 
after they didn't accept the legitimacy of George W. Bush. No, we don't need lectures from the kooks on the left about anything, as a matter of fact. And I don't know this Marjorie Taylor Greene from, from anybody else. They tell me she's Kunan. I don't even know what that means. But since when do members of Congress start piling on and say, you know what, you don't get to stay here. They couldn't even gather a vote to condemn Omar, who made the most outrageous and repetitively made the most outrageous Jew-hating, inciting statements that I could ever remember. They don't condemn Talib for her Jew-hating statements, do they? So why don't they ask to have Talib removed? Or Omar removed. Go ahead. To engage with white nationalist extremist groups that were part of the insurrection on the Capitol are continuing. Who did that? Who engaged with them? Who engaged with them, Mr. Producer? Do they know who engaged? Are there members of Congress who engaged with them? I've heard this swirling around. I've heard these allegations made. Well, who engaged with the white supremacist groups? Name names and name the groups. Name names and name the groups. And by the way, who engaged with Black Lives Matter and Antifa? I want to know that too. Violence is to be rejected. Whether it's white supremacists and neo-Nazis or leftist Marxists and radicals. It's all to be rejected. Did Jayapal reject it all? Of course not. Did Cori Bush, who's been in Congress about 14 seconds, did she reject them all? Of course not. Why not? I don't want to hear from this anymore, this uh, Pramilia Jayapal. Then there's Ilian Omar. Then there's Mike Quigley, the Quig. All getting voices on CNN and all getting voices on MSNBC and, yes, to push the narrative and so forth. I mean, they want to take out Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz. What, are they white supremacists too? No, no, they incited an insurrection. Oh! And how do we know Jayapal didn't incite the insurrection? How do we know Omar didn't incite the insurrection? How do we know Talib didn't incite the insurrection? How do we know that Tammy Duckworth didn't incite the insurrection? Or Anna Navarro? Or Anderson Cooper? Or Katie Turr? How do we know these nutjobs weren't listening and watching them? And how do we know they didn't push them over the edge? Isn't that interesting? But nobody wants to talk about it but me. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. 
Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty. And they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free each month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. No strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for all of us. And for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. Start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. This Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin, I'm no longer on Twitter and Facebook, and Parler is still pretty much down, but we are on Rumble, where we have, what, about half a million followers right now? We hope you'll join us on Rumble. It's Mark, it's what, Mark Levin Show Rumble? Mark Levin Show Rumble. Join us over there, and you can also go to marklevinshow.com, where I'm constantly posting on the mothership, my website. We can go around these entities. We don't need them, but pass the word. Use your email. Let everybody know we have a hugely important show this Sunday, um, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. No football, so no excuse in that regard for those of you who watch it. I don't watch it anymore. Ken Starr and Josh Hawley. Ken Starr, the first half of the program. Josh Hawley, the second half of the program. We're going to delve into this impeachment stuff, censorship stuff. Uh, what uh, Biden is doing, we're going to delve into uh, big tech. We hit a tremendous number of important issues in the Constitution, only like we can do it on life, liberty, and living. Now, there are copycats. I see people are trying to do the long-form interviews now. But they're forgetting something, Mr. Producer. You know what it is? And I say this with the greatest amount of humility. Me. They're not me. And so these are subjects that are in my wheelhouse. And uh, I hope you'll watch. Uh, Ken Starr is terrific. Josh Hawley's terrific. And I give Josh Hawley an opportunity to actually speak rather than be characterized. Keep in mind, if the Democrats, who you just heard, and the media, who you just heard, and the Democrats in the media, and the Democrat media, and the, you know, they're all one and the same. If they had their way, 140 Republicans whom you elected would be removed from the House of Representatives. Perhaps up to a score of Republican senators will be removed from the United States Senate. You would be forever banned from um, speaking freely. You would lose your jobs. You would lose your ability to write in public, in public publication. You wouldn't be able to get into colleges or universities. This is the totalitarian mindset. You can hear it. It goes on and on. Anyone now who meets with Donald Trump is to get a scarlet scarlet letter burned into their forehead. This is sick. And we're not going to allow them to intimidate us. It ain't going to happen. We'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep 
in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Mr. Producer, next time we do a best of, let us do the radio broadcast I did way back in March 2017, where I was the first to sniff out the spying on the Trump campaign and so forth. I'm getting a lot of requests for this, so let's let's do that. Um... The Hill newspaper, I'm not really a big fan of the Hill newspaper, but there are a few people there that I like, very few. Lawmakers introduce legislation to massively expand mail-in voting. Oh, you do say. That's right. Don't you dare say a word about the legitimacy of Biden as president. Moreover, shut your mouth while we change the election system unconstitutionally where the federal government interferes with state authority under the federal constitution to decide how we run elections. Keep your mouth shut, or you'll be inciting an insurrection. Not only that, you're part of the white supremacist movement. Just keep your mouth shut. Maggie Miller, Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon, and Representative Earl Blumenauer of Oregon. As Oregon goes, so goes the country, right? Yesterday introduced legislation to allow all registered voters to have the option to vote from home. Now, folks, we understand the reason we want in-person voting is so we can make sure that there are protections in place to ensure that there isn't any cheating going on. That's why in-person voting is... The gold standard, and always has been the gold standard. And then when the Democrats try to destroy it and you say you're promoting fraud, how dare you prove it? Did you go to court? Hey! Well, the only reason the Democrats keep pushing this is because it advantages them. Otherwise, why would they push it? It's like open borders. Why would they push it? The Vote at Home Act. Oh, boy. The Vote at Home Act would require all registered voters to be sent mail-in ballots prior to Election Day, guarantee that voters had the option to either vote by mail or vote in person at the polls, and enact automatic voter registration for all citizens with driver's licenses or permits. So automatic registration, if you have a driver's license, what are you going to do in states that give out driver's license to illegal aliens? Well, who cares? So be it. What the hell? You're a supremacist? It would also address concerns, writes The Hill, around paying for mail-in voting by providing funding to the U.S. Postal Service to cover the costs of mailing the ballots. What? Oh, yeah, that's a big problem, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, yes. Our democracy is stronger when every American can vote without standing in ridiculous lines or having to take time off work or school to exercise their constitutional rights, Wyden, who led over a dozen other Democrat senators in introducing the bill, said in a statement Thursday, How dare you question our election system, you bum? How dare you question it? Do you have something wrong with, say something's wrong with our electoral, oh, wait a minute, he's a leftist, that's okay. 
That's okay. And you see, if you don't agree with these whack jobs, then you don't support people voting. The bill was first introduced in 2017, but did not see passage. The lawmakers introduced it following a general election that saw a huge spike in mail-in voting due to concerns over the COVID-19 panic. Except for all the people who died when uh, Cuomo and the other dim-witted Democrat governors put them in with COVID-positive patients, they never got to vote, did they, Mr. Producer? Oregon is among the states that had allowed mail-in voting prior to 2020, was the first state to move to voting almost entirely by mail, which is why they always elect these uh, low-IQ, dim-witted Democrats. Wyden has been among the most vocal senators on election reform and security issues. Oh, so it's election reform and security related to election reform. You see how they do that? Very clever media propagandist. To get the big things done that really improve Americans' lives, our country needs the government to represent all Americans, Wyden said. Oregonians know that voting at home is a time-tested, secure, and accessible way to vote. It's high time the rest of the country had the chance to vote the way we do. Well, who are you? You're a dimwitted buffoon from Oregon. You don't get to decide how every state conducts its elections. You don't get to decide that. Why don't you take care of Portland, Oregon, you nitwit? Why don't you take care of your own backyard? Why don't you defend your courthouse there and, uh, and the law-abiding citizens who are there? And meanwhile, he's got the fix for the whole country. Last year, we saw a widespread expansion of vote-at-home access as a safe and secure way to participate during the COVID-19 pandemic, Congressman Blumauer said, if that is his name. We should continue to make voting easier, not harder. Who's made it harder, you idiot? You get off your ass, you get in line, and you vote. These are the people putting hardworking Americans out of work. These are the people who impose this crazy tax system on us where you have to hire people because you can't even figure it out, assuming how much you make. These are the people who gave us Obamacare which is lousy and complex. But we need to make voting easier. It's not what he means. They want to enshrine Democrat victories. The bill is not the only effort by Democrats to widen the ability for Americans to vote. See this Hill newspaper? This is what I'm talking about. Democrats in both the House and Senate have reintroduced the For the People Act. Oh, cool. A sweeping piece of voting reform legislation that would expand voting access and increase election security, among other measures. You see how the media are the mouthpiece for the left? The Hill newspaper? Other election-related bills are also likely to see reintroduction. Senators Mark Warner and Amy Klobuchar intending to reintroduce the Honest Ads Act. Oh, we got the Honest Ads Act. Uh, we've got the For the People Act. We've got the Vote at Home Act. All kinds of cool stuff going on. Why don't we just say this? The Vote Democrat and, elect and Democrats Win Acts. Why don't we just get over it? Be done with it. Klobuchar will soon become chairwoman of the elections-focused Senate Rules Committee, telling the Hill earlier this month she has a full slate of actions planned, including enhancing election security and expanding the use of paper ballots. I couldn't trust her as far as I could throw uh, Gerald Nadler. 
Some of my key priorities of the chair of the Rules Committee will be to make voting easier and more secure and to halt the flood of special interests and dark money. Special interest and dark money? Is this a joke? Joe Biden had four, over $400 million in dark money. People still don't know where the hell it came from, and he won't tell anybody. But the Democrats are going to protect us from dark money. They're the ones that get dark money. It's like the Clinton campaign that got all that dark money. And I'm talking about Bill Clinton from the communist Chinese. Remember that? This is unbelievable. Now, under the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen, with certain exceptions, the states determine how their citizens will vote. The states determine it. This is why the attack on free speech right now, this is why the attack on anybody who raises any serious, substantive, even constitutional concerns about the last vote. This is why. They do not want anybody to get in the way of this tyrannical juggernaut. And they use words to lie to us about... Oh, it's the security. Oh, I'm for reform and security, campaign reform. Oh, that's great. And we want more people to vote. Oh, great. And vote from home. Yes, yes, because I don't want to get up and go to the polling place. It's ridiculous. I don't want to do that. I want to vote from home. And how exactly are we going to make sure that it's you voting from home, that it's you in the home? These voting rolls are a disaster. They're not going to make sure. They can't do it. It is a fraud. Look. If you have fraud, massive fraud in the Medicare system, and we do, massive fraud in the Medicaid system, and we do, massive fraud in the tax system, and we do, the same government going to run our election systems, and you're not going to have massive fraud. Hey, how dare you? You're inciting people. How dare you? Don't bring that up. But what about Russia collusion? Hey, that's a fact, Jack. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. We're going to make a serious effort at trying to get General Mattis on the program. He does interviews. He speaks mostly when he's paid, but nonetheless, I want to um, I want to have a discussion with him. He blames the president for, in part, fomenting the uh, attack on the Capitol building. But I, I have a number of questions I want to ask him about the Insurrection Act, about Lafayette Park, about the history, the use of the military, what he thinks about all the military in Washington, D.C. today. Uh, 
and also about an ex-general who leaves office and spends an enormous amount of his time trashing the former commander-in-chief. So I want to have a chat with him. I hope he'll say yes. It won't be the usual chats that he expects. I'm not going to pay him either. But he ought to come on the program. And I know General Kelly listens to this show. You ought to come on the show too. But Mattis in particular is the point of the spear, and I want to talk to him. Um, I want to talk to him about <coughs> the things he's saying and, uh, and how he knows what he knows. Because obviously he's quite prescient. Our buddy Daniel Horowitz at The Blaze... He said, if, you, uh, if you're not a member of the ruling oligarchy, you can buy a stock only when it benefits the ruling oligarchy, but not when the oligarch shorted the stock and will lose money. In that case, you can only sell. They, the esteemed members of the, <coughs> excuse me, of the system, on the other hand, can do what they want at any point to win the rigged game. That was essentially the lesson the American people learned this week, about our government corporate manipulated economy when the oligarchs got together to block people for buying stocks like GameStop after the well-connected Wall Street hedge funds were slated to lose billions on their short sale game. I saw uh, Gasparino, is his name? Briefly, I think it was interviewed by Cavuto. What a jackass. Starts trashing Rush and trashing other people. I know he knows all these people and all these hedge fund people. I don't know, but he's been more toward them than me. You know, I'm, I'm really holding. I don't think this jerk has any idea what's going on, quite frankly. However, what happened this week was emblematic of a broader trend that has taken over our economy this past generation. But should have become patently obvious to the American people since the unconstitutional lockdowns began last March. The oligarchs in charge of our country have manipulated the entire economy in a way that arbitrarily weighs down individual risk-takers and business owners in order to benefit the ruling class, which includes large corporations like Walmart and Amazon. In the ultimate unconstitutional market distortion, the government refashioned life itself with its draconian lockdowns in a way that forced entire chains of commerce only through narrow, well-connected giant companies like Amazon, like Google, and so forth, while crushing small businesses, just like the GameStop investors on Reddit who were shut down from making a profit and could only take a loss in order to transfer wealth to the hedge funds, small businesses were shut down so that the consumer capital would flow to Zoom, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and Netflix. Amazon's stock price has nearly doubled since the lockdowns began last March. The difference between who was shut down and who was given a waiver to open their business was so arbitrary in Pennsylvania that the Auditor General wrote wrote in a report, quote, the waiver process appeared to be a subjective process built on shifting sands of changing guidelines, which led to significant confusion among business owners. He observed, some owners of small businesses may not have had the knowledge to use the right buzzwords in their justification for remaining open, or realize they could ask a legislator for help to navigate the process. Well, it's not only the fact that the government criminalized commerce through traditional means, 
forcing consumers into high-tech commerce. It's that they benefited from the trillions the Federal Reserve artificially injected into the economy. They had the economies of scale to borrow record amounts of cash at dirt-cheap interest rates. So while small business owners are shedding tears and committing suicide at record rates, Wall Street and Silicon Valley are cashing out on the ultimate venture socialist scam of the government, in which politicians criminalize traditional commerce and property rights, and then throw trillions of dollars of cheap money at the people who just benefited from the ultimate form of communism. Who made or lost money this past year, for the first time in history, had zero to do with smart investment, innovation, or even risk-taking, and everything to do with the luck of the government's venture socialist draw. Or perhaps it wasn't luck at all. It was systemized and arranged based on who built up connections with the government over the years. Unlike the left, which seeks to quote-unquote rectify this broken system it's supported by throwing endless free money at people, we seek to reset the economy to what it's supposed to be without any government intervention. That begins by ending all COVID restrictions and allowing all those businesses harmed by the illegal lockdowns to go five years without paying taxes or being subjected to costly regulations. It's time to even the playing field the government distorted. The way to end double standards is to return to constitutional governments, where there is a limit to what government can do to our lives. The wealthy masters of the universe can lobby all they want, but most subsidi- subsidies, regulations, market distortions, and certainly restrictions are unconstitutional. So if government can't do it, the incestuous corruption of the oligarchy lobbying scam comes to an end. The only reason why government is able to rig society through reckless fiscal monetary policy is because it has stepped outside the constitutional limits, constraining the scope of its power. Take stock for a moment of just a few of the appalling double standards we're witnessing in our economy. The wall to protect Americans from illegal invaders is being dismantled while a wall is being constructed between the politicians and the people around the Capitol complex. Restaurants were shut down because of the COVID religion, but Walmart and Home Depot weren't because they supposedly don't spread virons. Illegal aliens get court injunctions against deportations within hours of filing, even though they have no right to be here, while Americans have failed to secure an injunction against masking and lockdowns in nearly every state for 10 months. Antifa and BLM have rioted nearly every day since last June, yet very few people have been prosecuted. But for one violent incident the military has deployed even long after it was over, the entire intelligence and national security apparatus is being marshaled against Trump supporters, and the DOG is now casting such a wide net in prosecutions, it's bordering on First Amendment violations. There's more I want to get to in this brilliant piece by Daniel Horowitz at The Blaze. I'll be right back. Mark Levin doesn't just read the news, he makes the news. Call The Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. I want to continue with the Daniel Horowitz piece. He's talking about the the double standard 
Black Lives Matter is such a religion that you can attend endless mass funerals for a career criminal. Or you can attend endless uh, funerals for George Floyd, but not hold a 50-person funeral for your grandmother. Hundreds of thousands of drug traffickers, gang members, and career violent criminals have been released from jail because they were considered low-level, while business owners are being threatened with jail time for exercising their property rights. Millions of people who didn't lose a penny during the lockdowns because of the nature of their jobs received thousands in so-called stimulus checks, while small business owners often didn't receive a penny. And worse, they were forced by a communist mandate not to evict derelict renters, but still had to pay property taxes. The elites disregarded their own unconstitutional COVID restrictions, and then the minute Trump left office, they called for the reopening of the schools and restaurants, albeit with the abuse of masks, using data that we were censored for posting online. They bring in more refugees, foreign workers, illegal aliens, while instituting curfews on Americans within their states. They place travel bans on American residents of other states while inviting illegal aliens from other countries to cross the border and use our hospitals, which we're supposedly trying to protect with these restrictions. The same courts that said states engaging in voter fraud and illegal election laws, uh, illegal election law changes mid-election with the business of the states blocked red states from requiring proof of citizenship to vote. It all gets back to the fact that we are no longer a nation of laws with a fixed written law. Whether it's the Constitution or statutes, but a nation of men. The written law has been replaced with the executive and judicial fiats that are based on the capricious whims of the corporate media that promotes corporate commerce and corporate academia, all tied back to the politicians. They enrich themselves with pay-for-play schemes, but they also empower themselves by instituting these policies under the guidance, under the, excuse me, the guise of helping the little guy. Particular races or classes of people that are elevated by the culture at the expense of the whole of the people and the general common good as required by the social compact. In all these examples, it's not the ruling oligarchs inherently care more about black people, illegal aliens, foreign workers, the poor, or any other class about which it is easy to virtue signal. It's that they built a rigged system in which they are empowered by promoting or elevating the plight of those celebrated classes over the whole of the people. If they lost power by doing so, for example, if illegal aliens were conservative, we would see the opposite policies emanating from their citadels. Article 7 of the Massachusetts Declaration of Rights, which was written by John Adams, states, Government is instituted for the common good, for the protection, safety, prosperity, and happiness of the people, and not for the profit, honor, or private interest of any one man, family, or class of men. What we witnessed this week in the stock market, and what will only intensify in the coming weeks, is the inevitable endgame of a system that arbitrarily picks winners and losers and uses the boot of government, culture, and the economy to confront the so-called losers with a checkmate, one-way street, and dead end at every turn. The losers will revolt, as it states in the next passage of the Massachusetts Bill of Rights. Therefore, the people alone have an incontestable, incontestable, unalienable, indefeasible right to institute government and to reform, alter, or totally change the same when their property, protection, prosperity, 
and safety and happiness require it. Excuse my reading. I'm reading with one eye. I don't mean to... I'm not wanting to lean on your shoulder, but it's very difficult because I... Left eye is very blurry. But anyway, it's a very powerful piece by Daniel Horowitz. And he's quite right. He's quite right. You know, this Democrat Party, other than it's at its very beginning, but shortly thereafter has never bought into the American system. And some of the most violent and hateful and destructive forces in the history of our country have found a home and a safe haven in the Democrat Party. As I've talked about before, whether it's slavery in the Confederacy, that was identified with one and only one party, the Democrat Party. Whether it was a hundred years of segregation following the end of the Civil War and the Klan segregation, Jim Crow. It was only one party, the Democrat Party, no matter how they try and spin it. Today, as we jump to today, the efforts to eviscerate our constitutional system, whether it's separation of powers, whether it's the courts, whether it's a president issuing fiats like he's a dictator, whether it's this Congress under the Democrats with the smallest of majorities trying to forever change our constitutional system and to, and to forever empower them and their party through changing the voting system. The Democrat Party has been a very diabolical force. Now, you'll, they'll point to some Democrats and short periods in our history where it's not true. Look, nothing is 100%. But 90% is bad enough. We're going through another one of these cycles here. The Democrat Party does not support free speech. The Democrat Party does not support private property rights. The Democrat Party does not support a colorblind society. The Democrat Party does not support treating individuals as individual human beings. It's the Democrat Party that incites hatred and jealousies among people based on their race. That is, their physical appearances, based on their, their income and wealth, based on their religious beliefs, based on their sex, based on their preferences and so forth. It's the Democrat Party that takes a diverse nation and turns the diversity against the people. And this is what demagogues do. And they are supported by demagogues in the media who are propagandists. Former Democrats who served in various high positions or served for people in various high positions who go back and forth between those positions and and the media. And even worse, their bosses, whether it's Jeff Zucker or the people at these other entities and so forth, they're also Democrats. They're also leftists. In fact... I'm just being honest. Really, the only broadcast company that is not led by hardcore left-wing Democrats is Fox, as far as I know. With a handful of others, and that's why they seek to destroy Fox. And so you now have a marriage of big tech, big media, big education, 
big Hollywood and big government, the Democrats. And they have devoured these various instrumentalities of our civil society and these various institutions. And those which they have not devoured, they intend to crush. And that's why the Reddit revolution, as I've coined it, is so important. Whether Charles Gasparino gets it or not, I don't really care. That's why this is so important. And that's why all these efforts and movements, I talked about this the other day, whether it was the Tea Party movement of a decade ago or the the Reagan revolution, these are all efforts, the Trump revolution, at pushing back against this juggernaut. This is why we promote and defend Parler. Parler's not a right-wing site. It's a neutral platform. But for the left and the media and in these um, high-tech uh, entities and so forth, if you're not with them, then you must be characterized, more, more to the point, character assassinated. You must be defined by them and you must be smeared. That's why I played the audio early on in the program. I know it's depressing. But it's a fact. You have the Democrat Party, excuse me, members of the Democrat Party, the Democrat media, now working very, very hard to redefine Trump supporters. But even more than that, when you hear them talk about white this and white that and white this and white, to redefine 65% of the country. Now that can't end up well, can it, Mr. Producer? No, that can't end up well at all. They take no responsibility, these corporate entities. They took no responsibility for policing the people who are on TV or who are writing and so forth. They agree with them. The Democrat Party has no self-restraint whatsoever. The things that come out of the mouths of these people is unbelievable. And their tactics are fascistic. It's just the case. It's the way it is. We'll be right back. Kelly, Pittston, Pennsylvania, on the Mark Levin app. How are you? Good evening, Mark. How are you tonight? Okay, thank you. I'm calling as a follow-up from last night's conversation with Dr. Elaine Healy Mm -hmm. uh, with a goal to expose figuratively Dr. Rachel Levine, who's Pennsylvania's health secretary, and she also checks all the intersectional boxes to be nominated as Biden's assistant health secretary and is essentially um, slated to be responsible in part or in whole for his pandemic response, Mm -hmm. and she has thoroughly wrecked ours. Uh, On March 18th, one week before Cuomo's memo directing COVID-positive patients to nursing homes and long-term care facilities, she penned a memo titled The Interim Guidance for Nursing Home Facilities During COVID-19, and it was released basically giving the same directive, you know, like I said, one week before Cuomo. Um, At this point, she also had her mother moved from a long-term care facility into a hotel in Pennsylvania. And uh, you can see where her priorities are. She has also issued guidance to us 
for uh, our behavior at, quote, sex parties. She didn't refer to them as that, but I'm keeping it clean for the radio. Uh, so she's now been... Now, Kelly, before we run out of time, yeah, she's a kook. She's a left-wing kook, and Biden chooses her to be assistant secretary in charge of this entire area for the uh, federal government. I have, and I have had, the memo you're talking about. You're right. It's March uh, 18, 2020, and here's what it says. Guidance uh, nursing facilities during COVID-19. The Department of Health has received questions from nursing care facilities, associations, and constituents regarding the practices in nursing homes related to COVID-19, including visitation and so forth. Restrict all visitors effective immediately, with the exception for compassionate care, such as during end-of-life situations. Restrict all volunteers, non-essential health care personnel, and other personnel that do not include the following, and they have a list. Restrict crossover... Uh, shoot. Where am I? Restrict crossover of a visitation from personal care home, assisted living home. When there's evidence of community spread of COVID within your county or adjacent counties, uh, nursing care facilities should cancel all communal activities. When there's no community spread of COVID within their county or adjacent counties, facilities should at a minimum implement social distancing and dining practices and so forth. Nursing care facilities must continue to accept new admissions and receive readmissions for current residents who've been discharged from the hospital or stable to alleviate the increasing burden in the acute care settings. This may include stable patients who have had the COVID virus. Now, it goes on. That's the relevant part that I finally got to here as I read this. You must accept individuals released from the hospital who are stable to alleviate the increasing burden in the acute care settings. This may include stable patients who have had COVID-19 virus. They have, first of all, nobody knows exactly when this virus is over, do they? You're a nurse. Oh, of course not. No idea. And they certainly had no idea on March 18th of last year, did they? Of course not. So they're taking these patients who just come out of hospitals who had COVID and sending them back into nursing homes. That's what that says, is it not? Absolutely. And this woman is pointed by Joe Biden. You know, where the hell are the Republicans? This is what I want to know, Kelly. Why aren't they making issues out of this? Can you imagine what the Democrats were being do- would be doing? I mean, how is it that none of their nominees are controversial? You had a nut job for the Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights. She's an absolute bigot and racist. You have this, this person here who, who is a Cuomo-lite, if you will. Uh, and, uh, and is she going to fly through, too? I mean, you've got all kinds of, 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 uh, of individuals who are not only unqualified by background, but unqualified by what their actual activities have been. And Joe Biden's just going down a bucket list, you know, based on identity politics for the most part. Well, Kelly, I want to thank you. Uh, Kelly was, uh, has worked with, uh, with she a nurse, as I understand it. But in any event, we'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. So the... The, the totalitarian mindset has taken hold. You know, it's amazing that this, this virus that I do believe came from a lab in Wuhan, China, which is exactly why the communist Chinese wouldn't let us there. If it came from some marketplace, why would they give a damn? It's amazing what the left, the media, the bureaucracy have all been able to do with this. In the last 12 months. It's shocking, really. And here's Joe Biden outside the White House today on this so-called COVID relief plan, which most of the money has nothing to do with COVID relief. Another quarter of a trillion dollars to the schools. For what? Nobody knows. A massive payoff to the teachers' unions. $15 minimum wage. Little businesses struggling, and people say, well, I earned that. I deserve that. Well, you're going to lose your job. And all kinds of social engineering in all this. It's just, it's, it's appalling. And here's Biden outside the White House today. Hat tip to our friends at Rumble. Cut 12, go. Support passing COVID relief through budget reconciliation. I support passing COVID relief with support from Republicans if we can get it, but the COVID relief has to pass. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. So in other words, I support getting the support of the Republicans, but if I don't get the support of the Republicans, I will impose it because I'm a king. And the Democrats will make it possible through reconciliation. Again, I want to explain this. To put it in its simplest terms... The House has to come up with a budget or a bill. The Senate has to come up with a budget or a bill. They duke it out, first of all, in the Senate, in the House. This is the way it's supposed to work. Then they go to a joint committee. The joint committee dukes it out, and then they come up with a a plan. The Democrats and the Republicans in the House and the Senate. And they've determined that when they come up with that, that... That is something that cannot and will not be filibustered. So what Biden and the Democrats and Schumer and Pelosi are saying, great, we'll skip all the rest of it. We'll just call our bill a reconciliation bill. We'll take it right to the Senate, and they'll vote on it. Majority vote. We'll have Kamala Harris sitting in the chair, and uh, there's not a damn thing the Republicans can do about it. So they cheat. They lie, and this is who they are. This is what they do. These are not honorable people. These are not honorable people. 
They're also incompetent. Utterly incompetent. This Jen Psaki at the White House today can't ask a question on troops and the vaccination centers. Listen to this. A basic question. Cut 13. Go. FEMA has requested uh, active duty troops be, uh, be used at vaccination centers when they get stood up across the country. Does the White House support that request? Uh, I did ask our team about this. You or someone else may have asked about this the other day, and I think I have something on it here. One moment. Uh, <clears throat> thanks for your patience. Lots to say about COVID, no doubt about it. Um, so, <clears throat> let's see. Now, let's stop there a moment. Can you imagine if Kaylee or Sarah, or the other press secretaries, the women press secretaries, if they had done that, Helly would be mocked all over television this evening, all over the newspapers. Can you imagine? No, of course not. I'm going to keep rolling through. We have a special guest, Mike Lindell, who will be on at 8.30, and what they're trying to do to him. I happen to actually like his pillow. I actually use his pillow. I don't even think he advertises on the show, does he, Mr. Producer? But I like his pillow. Let's keep rolling through. We have Laura Unger. Who's Laura Unger? Former SEC commissioner on CNBC today. You see, now big government, big tech, big Wall Street are all turning their guns on these millennials and others, Reddit and so forth, who dared to participate in capitalism. Who dared to take on these billionaires. And I applaud them. I applaud these young people. I applaud what they did. But the system is now responding. Facebook, Twitter, and the others shutting down the ability of these individuals to communicate with each other, to further participate in the capitalist system. I am telling you, as long as it takes me behind this microphone, these damn big tech companies need to be destroyed. Mark, you're a capitalist. Yes, I'm a free market capitalist. They are not. Parlor was the last line for me. I have no money in Parlor. I have no investment in Parlor. I went to Parlor because it was an open site. They don't collect your data. Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't censor people. They don't, you know, put uh, scarlet letters on their forehead. None of that stuff. And I'll be damned if Zuckerberg and that Bizarro at Twitter and the rest of these clowns get to control my speech or your speech and steal our data and use it for whatever they want. So now the system's turning against them. Did you hear Elizabeth Warren? Elizabeth Warren's attacking them. She wants an investigation of Reddit. And this is important for people to understand. When I say young people, I mean, you know, teenagers, people into their 30s, even low 40s. You need to understand who the tyrants are and who the tyrants are not. Elizabeth Warren, see what she's done? She's turning on you. All these former Obama and Clinton officials, they're turning on you. They want you investigated. Because they get their money and What have I said from day one that now others are regurgitating? The Democrat Party wants power. Because when you look at these regimes that are not small r, Republican, or small, small d, Democratic, it is the party 
that comes first. In communist China, it's the Communist Party. In Cuba, it's the Communist Party. The party is substituted for the country. And here is Laura Unger, former SEC commissioner on CNBC today. Hat tip, real clear. Politics, cut 16, go. It really puts a lot of um, question about the integrity of the market, right? And it really kind of, everybody's scratching their heads over this. What, what should happen? What, what is the right thing to do to control this or stop this? Not unlike what we saw on January 6th at the Capitol, right? If you January 6th at the Capitol, what the hell does that have to do with what took place on Reddit? This is another lesson for those of you who may have voted, uh, voted for Biden and hated Trump. You're now being thrown in with the militants who attacked the Capitol building. Because this is what they do. They smear you. They character assassinate you. They don't even know who you are. Over at Reddit or these other places. We actually taught Wall Street a good, strong lesson and kicked them in the ass. And I'm telling you. You're now being treated like you're quote-unquote domestic terrorists. Enemy combatants. And the other phrases they use to lie and character assassinate individuals who have never taken up arms to do a damn thing to anybody. Let's start this from the top. It's a very important lesson for people who think when they're voting for Democrats that they're voting for individual liberty, they're voting for more freedom, they're voting for sanity. No, you're not. You're voting for this. Cut 16, go. It really puts a lot of um, question about the integrity of the market, right? And it really kind of, everybody's scratching their heads over this what, what should happen? What, what is the right thing to do to control this or stop this? Not unlike what What's the right thing to do to stop you people, see, who took on the hedge funds? We're very comfortable with our hedge funds, friends. Even though we're leftists and neo-Marxists, we get paid well. We defend them. This is, our, this is what we do. We report on them. We're very comfortable with them. But we're not comfortable with those who, you know, who, who would dare to challenge them and actually engage in capitalism go ahead capital right if you don't have the police in there at the right time things go a little crazy and that's kind of feels like what's happening with this much different much lesser degree it's financial harm not personal bodily harm but but certainly that's the same kind of you know platform created frenzy um that that people are operating under and these are these are very trying times i'm sorry this is quite sick in my opinion. It's really outrageous. Then we have Poppy Harlow. I guess... Who the hell's Poppy Harlow? Anybody heard of Poppy Harlow? What is she at CNN? Poppy Harlow. Is, is it a she or a he? It's a she, okay. And she has on her guest Jared Bernstein. White House economic advisor. See, they all talk to each other. I try to get leftists on here all the time. Nah, nah, we're not coming. They just talk to each other. Cut 17, go. I wonder if you think fundamentally capitalism needs to change. And if you do, what the Biden administration plans to push Fundamentally, for capitalism needs to change. This is the idiocy and the economic illiteracy that we have to deal with. The market system capitalism 
will always exist in one form or another. There's nothing wrong with the market system. It's created the most liberty, the most prosperity, the most equality, the most opportunity, the most wealth of any other economic system. Why? Because the market system, voluntary interactions with other human beings, is a natural system. The other systems are concocted, manufactured, fabricated systems to advance a political or ideological agenda. The market system is the market system. I want this, I pay for this, I get this, I can resell that at this price to this guy. There's, there's, there, there's, no, there's no political dynamic whatsoever, which is what drives the left nuts. They want to control everything. They want power. So let's hear what Jared Bernstein, whomever the hell that is, has to say. White House economic advisor. Go ahead. Well, first of all, you're blowing my mind by taking me out of this very narrow, uh, very appropriately, this very narrow thing of like what's happening in the last five minutes, which is also important, but to this big picture that's so essential and, in fact, at the core of the Biden presidency. When he talks about building back better, he's not talking about just getting back to where we were. He's talking about dealing with structural inequities, including, of course, systemic racism. That's yeah. the- All right, stop. The least racist system is the market system. It's the least racist economic system in existence because there's no politics, there's no government involved. And green money follows people regardless of their race. The least free systems and the most racist systems are the systems you see in China, for instance. Where if you're a Muslim, you're punished. Where if you're a Christian, you're punished. If you're a Tibetan, you're punished. If you don't toe the line, you're punished. That's not the way the market system works. That's the way fascistic slash Marxist countries work. That's number one. Number two, structural inequities. What structural inequities exist in the freest economic system on the face of the earth? You have absolute mobility. Why do you think people come in here risk their lives to come here from these other countries that they're born into. They don't see structural inequities. They don't see systemic racism. They see opportunity. They see mobility. They see, and I'll say it, a a land of milk and honey, unlike these clowns. But I want you to listen to this guy. Listen to his neo-Marxist message and understand he's a White House economic advisor. There's nothing centrist about this guy at all. Structural inequities and systemic racism in the market system. Go ahead. Talk about it earlier this week. And that gets to the core of what you're saying. I don't think there's some sort of fundamental, you know, inherent problem with capitalism. I think the problem is that the structure. There's Poppy, Poppy Harlow, well-known nobody. Uh, You don't think there's a structural problem? What? What? Wouldn't you love to know how these people live their lives who talk about this so matter-of-factly? Don't you see structural problems in capitalism? I wonder what she earns. I wonder, I wonder where she buys her clothes. I wonder where she lives, if she has a husband or special or whatever. I, I, want, I wonder how they conduct themselves. I bet they love and enjoy the lap of luxury in a capitalist system. And there she is, a neo-Marxist, an idiot. Go ahead. The structure, 
I think the problem is with the structure of the way uh, this system is implemented. Now in- we get into pseudo-intellectualism. That, it's not the structure. It's the way the structure is instituted. What he's trying to do, in my view, is a fan dance. He's trying to prevent uh, you actually learning the full extent of his ideology because he's a White House advisor. Go ahead. This moment in time, that is, we have an economy that in normal times, and by the way, our package is trying to get us back to better than normal times sooner than later, generates enough wealth. I assume that's why you're firing all those people, getting them, uh, having them lose jobs, killing our energy sector, opening the borders widely to illegal aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to get us back to better times, even better than better times. Go ahead. For there to be prosperity. Ah, shut up, you idiot. Why am I even playing this clip? Two nudniks yakking with each other. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Look at this Washington Times headline, exclusive ICE orders agents to stop using illegal alien. President Biden in control, ICE has moved to police its agents' words, telling them the terms alien and illegal alien may no longer be used in any documents. Instead, agents have been ordered to use undocumented as an undocumented non-citizen or undocumented individual. I have a better idea. It's easier, less words. Just say future Democrats. We're opening our borders to future Democrats. Because as I've said, what, a billion times? You know damn well if the people coming across the border eventually legalized and becoming citizens were voting two-thirds for Republicans, the Democrats would be building 10-foot wide, 100-foot tall walls, and they would man them. You know, Nancy Pelosi would say, we need crew manned machine guns up there. They would man them. They'd have barbed wire everywhere. They would never allow illegal aliens in this country if they thought ultimately they'd become citizens and would vote Republican. If they thought mail-in voting would help the Republicans, you think they would support it? If they thought no signature uh, requirement would help Republicans, you think they would support it? Now, come on now. As I said over and over again, the Democrat Party is the party that wants power and only power. And they want your allegiance to the Democrat Party, not to your country. When we come back, Mr. Pillow Mike Lindell. And I love his pillow. 
We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Liberty's Voice. Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. Well, there's another gentleman out there who is an entrepreneur and has a company you're very familiar with, and I use his pillow. I love his pillow. Mr. Pillow, Mike Lindell, who's now been targeted by big tech, as I understand it. Mike, how are you, sir? Doing great, Mark. Tell everybody what's going on here. Well, you got to go back. I'll just give you a quick uh, couple minutes uh, run through here. About a month and a half ago, maybe five weeks ago now, on my Twitter, of course, I was, since November 4th, I've spent every waking moment um, investigating, doing my own investigating of the, of the election fraud. I've got millions of dollars into hiring experts and everything. Well, about, two, about five weeks ago, I seen this or this company came or this people came to me and they had something that was the smoking gun. This was it. It was inside. I, the, I don't. The I don't. I don't want to go through all that again. My question is, what has happened to you now? Right. Right. So I put this piece up on the on my Twitter, and they suspended my Twitter, but they didn't really suspend me. The, the, I couldn't do anything. My friends are all going, Mike. What? Uh, um, what, why are you retweeting this stuff? And I go, what are you talking about? They were running my Twitter, and they were doing stuff, acting like I was okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying Twitter hijacked your account? Twitter hijacked my account. I, I got a hold of them. They sent me a letter from Germany Twitter and said, and said you cannot take this down. It's against Twitter law. I All said, right, now wait, let me stop you again. Why are you getting a letter from Germany Twitter, not America Twitter? I have no idea. It was the weirdest thing ever. It was crazy. So then um, this went on for about a month or about three weeks. And then, uh, as you know, I was in the news for everything else under the sun and um, Dominion attacked me, all these different things. Well, then Twitter put me back up about five days ago. And because I was getting a hit job with boycotts and everything and my integrity, I put up a piece that one of my directors had wrote for my Lindell Recovery Network. It was a nice letter to the editor of who I really am, how I treat my employees, all the things I do. Twitter, that's the only thing I posted. So and let's Twitter. slow down. I just want to walk through it. Slow. So it was basically to reintroduce yourself and basically defend your character. Yep, yep. I put and, up a sheet. It was a one-page sheet. And, and what they, happened? They, they didn't want to... 
They didn't want anything good about me out there. Five minutes later, they said, you cannot post this. You are done for good. And boom, then it was lights out. You can't even find me. You don't even know I exist on Twitter. I woke up in the morning and I, I woke I didn't know that. I went to bed. I posted that. Went to bed. I woke up and I was all over the news again, Mike, all the way around the world. My, they st- took Mike Lindell's Twitter down. So what I'm doing now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet. All right. So hold on. I'm, on my hold on. Hold on. I want to get there, but I want to get this first. So you are banned for life. You know, this is like a communist regime. You're banned yep. for life by Twitter because you posted a short document or letter or statement about yourself it was from one of my employees yes from one of your employees to show america look i have a great company i have great people work for me and so and they said all right that's it did they give any explanation mike no it just said you there was no explanation you have been you have been banned for life if uh if you want to argue it call this number i mean or get a hold of us here or something and uh, and at the same time, oh, it was boy. interesting. At the same time, Facebook made it. They put a thing that day that now I can never go live on Facebook ever. Yeah, they're definitely coordinating. They're all colluding. There's no yeah. question. Yeah. I'm sure there's cross pollinization of names, organizations, right. and so forth. So, what are you able to do? You see what they've done to Parlor. I'm told that Parlor is going to be coming back relatively soon. I certainly hope so. But you see what they're doing. They're putting entrepreneurs out of business. They're really focused only on conservatives or Trump supporters or even people who just yep. disagree with them. They want to wipe them out. Right. Well, you know, Mark, I can, you know, I'll survive. But you know what? It's my friend. I have so many of my friends out there that rely on their podcast. One guy has he has 12 employees and he had two million followers and he had this podcast. And they took away all his followers and then and they're down to 500,000. And finally, they just shut him down. And uh, all because he was a uh, conservative. I, I think, and, Mike Lindell, I think podcasters are next. I think they're going to come after the whole industry. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're coming. They're tra- right now, they're trying to destroy my business with cancel culture. They got bots and trolls out there. I think they're all working together. I really do. It's all part of this cancel culture coming in, socialism, communism. Pe- and people need to understand when you say bots control, and Rush kind of exposed this years ago. They just have um, the means by which to make it appear that there's tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of them trying to boycott or attack a particular person or business when, in fact, it's a relative handful. Right. And, that, and I found out that in the summer of 16, I didn't know what they were. And I met I had never been into politics. I met the president, Donald Trump, before he was president. I met a half hour meeting. I went I wait to tell him what and you know he's going to be the greatest president ever i went back to minnesota and i did a press release and i was the media's darling then i was up for the torture award for the bb better business bureau and i did this i did this uh, um press release and said i had a meeting with donald trump and i didn't even tell him what we talked about here's their biggest businessman talking to a potential uh, presidential or, you know the candidate trump then and it was crickets, and then it, the attacks came. Called me a racist, and there were thousands of these people on social media and everything, and I thought they were real. I was devastated. Then I thought, wow, people hate me. Well, then I, then I found out later, I go, these aren't real people. I started looking at them. They got, like, two friends. They sit in a room, and that's yep. what they do. A lot of them are computerized. Well, then it happened to me again last spring. 
when I when I spoke from the Rose Garden and about reading the Bible and getting in, back in your with your families and faith and getting back in the Word, and I was attacked then by the bots and trolls. Then again, this summer when I was uh, uh, with the Bradover.org, they uh, or, and they dot uh, com, and when they came out, they attacked me for that. And let, bots- let me let me ask you a question: Where are you now able to? Um... To be heard, reached, people able to communicate with you. Where where can they go? For, to, to, for me? Yeah. Well, they, uh, you know, I mean, they go to mypillow.com. I mean, I don't really communicate with the, you know, the the public. I'm still on the Facebook. But, but what I was getting at there, all these, these boycotts now, all these companies that are boycotting MyPillow, I had talked to these CEOs and I go, you guys. They're not real people. These aren't your customers. I said, you're, they're trying to cancel you out. What are the names of the companies that are boycotting you now? I want, I want the American okay. people Bed, to Bath, know. Bed Bath & Beyond, Kohl's, HEB, QBC, HSN, um, the, home sh- or the Shopping Channel, Shop HQ, um, Kroger, um, let's see, Colburn's. I mean, they uh, and then there's a bunch of bunch of uh, smaller ones that uh, that. Um, so people you know that, should not. What I've been saying is, if if these corporations don't respect us, then we shouldn't do business with them. And this is the way to do it. That list of companies you just gave, we shouldn't buy anything from them. Well, I think that's what's happening now. I just seen a thing today that it was an article came out. Bed bathroom stock is bed bathroom beyond stock down thirty six percent because of uh, this. Uh, what they did to my pillow and I'm going, you know, and I, and I talked to, you know, a lot of these box store, their CEOs, I said, you guys, what's going to happen is I said, you're going to be the ones that lose because your real customers are going to get upset. And these, box what they should do is stay the hell out of politics. If they're going to get involved at all, they should just stay out of it. And if they don't want to stay out of it and they want to pick the wrong side, then our folks should not purchase from them. So that's Kohl's. I want you to do it slowly. Bed, bath and beyond who else? Bed, bath and beyond Kohl's. H-E-B, H-E-B, they're in, out of Texas. That one it hasn't been in the news, and they were one of the first ones that said it. Um, and then there's uh, the sh- um, um, Shop HQ, um, Kroger Grocery. Um, there's um, QVC and, H- and HS Home Shopping Network. They left, uh, but they left early on because of uh, the, the cancel culture. All right. Um, so there's your, there's your big ones, and they – but uh, you know the ones, and I, I, I want people to know. And I don't believe you even advertise here. And I want people to know I like your pillow. I li- in fact, I love, love your pillow. It's uh, very, very comforting. And I don't even want you to. That's not the point. I'm not doing it. My point is liberty. My point is small r republicanism. My point point is constitutionalism. And they're all under attack right now. And mm-hmm. to hear your voice, I met you. We've we've become quite friendly. I met you. Did a long interview with you on Fox. I know what a decent guy you are, and I can hear the strained voice, how upset you are, how shocked you are at what's taking place in our country, and you have every reason to feel this way, and you need to know you're not even close to being alone. They are just going through brutalizing people, brutalizing businesses, and we need to break up this, uh, this, this big tech uh, oligopoly. We don't, we don't like oligopolies in this country. We like market competition. Mike Lindell, again, give us the MyPillow site, please. Yeah, it's MyPillow.com. 
you can you can use uh, pr- uh, promo code Mike or promo code Levin if you want, and I'll put it up there. You can get my book for nine ninety seven. You get up to sixty six percent off all my products. Mark, I have tw- twenty five hundred employees now, and they're worried, and they and these are careers, and they we're like one big family. But everybody has stepped up and really helped out, and we're really grateful. All right, my friend. I want people to go ahead and get his pillow because I'm telling you, just I like the pillow. It's not a sponsor, not an advertiser, just a friend. Mike Lindell, thank you, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Look at all the tumult that's going on here, because this is how the Democrats operate best. When, uh, when people don't feel secure, when people are anxious, they're on edge. This is when they exercise the most amount of power. It's just appalling what they're doing. So the Democrats and the media and the left and all the rest of them, that whole cabal, they don't want to engage in debate. They don't believe in republicanism or democracy or constitutionalism. They believe in destroying the system. So now we're going to destroy the franchise, the voting system. Just stay at home, get a ballot. We don't know who you are. No signature. No ability to check you. Flood the system. Votes after votes after votes. Then they pretend this is for the people when it's for the Democrat Party. And then when they win, they have no intention of consulting with the people. There's Joe Biden. Signing executive order after Joe Biden. Almost like Joe Stalin. Just signing, signing, uh, that's this, I'm going to do this. If I can't, the Republicans, I'm going to do it anyway. It's too important. What else? I need to sign this today. I'm going to destroy women's sports. I'm going to open the border. We're going to end the wall. I'm going to destroy the the, uh, energy industry. How does a president have the power to destroy an entire industry? Where did that come from, for crying out loud? All you people who thought that Donald Trump was was kidding when he said he's going to end fracking, he's going to attack energy. A lot of your union leaders were out there telling you, no, 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 Biden's one of us. Biden said he's one of you. Now you know what abject serial liar he is and they are. Now, every week, in your honor, in America, here we go.
Make sure you get yourself a couple of my pillows. Number one, they are great. Number two, we want to support companies that support us. Don't forget, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. There's no football. Watch us live. Life, Liberty, and Levin. Ken Starr, Josh Hawley, and me. Great show. If you can't watch it live, I hope you'll DVR it. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. All of you patriotic Americans, God bless you. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Gigi. And good night, my little Barney. And I want to say thank you and good night to Dad, Mom, and Leo. You inspired all your children and grandchildren to be patriots. And I will see you on Monday. God bless. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>